Coming up on this episode of Nerding Casually, Star Wars is here. Okay, not really, but the trailer did drop this week, and I'm excited to talk about it. Dan reminds us of Star Wars Episode One and gives us a good reason to tamper our expectations. We have a stern warning about spoilers, and we address the whole Luke, Leia, and Han sibling love triangle thing. All of that, and well, you know, Star Wars, coming up on this episode of Nerding Casually. Hello everyone, this is Nerding Casually. This is a show where we get sidetracked by a trailer and a bunch of shiny objects. Dan, how are you doing? Pretty good. How about you, Ken? I am doing well. I, uh, <laughs> I've i been uh, just enamored by a trailer all week, and I'm excited for Halo coming out on Tuesday. So it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty uh, good time for me. How about you? Oh yeah, same here. I mean, fall's such a good time for nerds. I mean, we got a lot of good video games coming out, um, a lot of new comic books coming out that are going to be exciting to check out, and... Ultimately, we have Star Wars to look forward to in a couple months. Yes. Uh, if you're not aware of the, de- <laughs> of the uh, Star Wars phenomenon, there was uh, uh, <laughs> the NFL was nice enough to actually put a, uh, a football game on Monday night so you know Disney could premiere the last trailer for Star Wars, The Force Awakens. So thank you to the NFL for that. <laughs> and I bet the NFL was wondering why they had the highest ratings of all time up until the, the end of the first half. <laughs> yeah. And they just fell off for some reason. What happened? <laughs> um, I actually, like many people, probably didn't even watch the football game. Uh, even ex- like just to see the trailer, just waited for the tweets to pop out and say, hey, the, t- the trailer's been released. And fortunately, Pretty Matthew much. told me that, so... I could either watch a low, or a, you know, a boring football game, or watch House of Cards and wait for eight o'clock to roll around. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, House of Cards. <laughs> yep, House of Cards. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really the one reason why we're recording right now is the trailer. So, what did you think of it? Oh, dude, uh, just mixed, mixed emotions, and I'm clueless. I don't know what's happening in this movie, and I guess I'm excited for it. I really am. Yeah, I. I so I, I think we've talked about this before, but the biggest problem I have with trailers is that they release the entire plot for everything, mm-hmm. and I have no idea. And and usually in those trailers where they do release the entire plot, you can see that they've released the entire plot. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the plot is to this movie aside from like there's some good guys there's some bad guys they're gonna fight and spaceships are gonna explode and apparently there's something about white genocide i guess you know yeah (laughs) no white actors in this movie (laughs) i'm not even gonna touch that (laughs) it may be a hoax it isn't a hoax like that there have been stories on like both sides like i think it started out as a joke but i said i wasn't gonna touch that so i'm not gonna touch that you can touch that if you want uh but uh no like I, i i've even read rumors that all the footage that we've seen that footage is only from like the first 30 minutes or first half of the movie so we have no idea like what's gonna happen yeah, um, which would be awesome. Like, if if that's the first half of the if that's the first half for the first thirty minutes of the movie, as long as it holds up in the second half or the remaining ninety minutes, like I'm I'm gonna be happy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, all I gotta say is Kylo Ren looks pretty bamf. I'm pretty excited <laughs> to see him. He does. I, I, I. 
so we haven't talked about the trailer that much, but at the end of the trailer, um, when uh, Finn and Kylo Ren are facing off, mm-hmm. did you notice like how terrified Finn looked as he sees Kylo Ren just like brand his white his lightsaber in front of him? Uh huh. Oh yeah. That just like <laughs> it, personally it amazing. I think that's a um, a vision or, you know, something kind of like when Luke Skywalker mm. first met Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back and it turned out to be just a, you know, a hallucination. Uh, a Yoda, a Yoda force. Yeah, because it, it kind of looks like that they're on Dagobah. I mean, honestly. Yeah, dark and dark and foggy. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it could be that that's where the final showdown is going to take place or the second to final. I don't know, since we heard that Kylo Ren is not the main bad guy in this movie. Yeah. Which... <laughs> I pretty I'm pretty sure that Luke Skywalker is going to be the main bad guy in this movie. <clears throat> you know, I, I I've read the I've read so many rumors on that that Luke Skywalker is Kylo Ren that 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 Luke is going to be the baddie or Luke actually trained Kylo Ren and the uh, the cult of Vader essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've also heard rumors, uh, especially this is one that I heard on Collider, that it's like Luke trained the group of cultists and they became the cultists after he trained them mm-hmm. and he just noped out of there. And I'm, I'm more inclined to believe that because I think Luke, at least the Luke that we saw in the trilogy, I, I will preface this by saying I've not read Shattered Empire. Um, and I know he is, uh, he doesn't have that much of uh, appearance in Shattered Empire from what I understand at the beginning, mm-hmm. at least, but the, from the new Luke, from the original trilogy, I, I feel like he would want to train or try to find Jedi's or people who are able to wield the Force and help them bring help bring them to the light side, the Jedi side of the Force. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that as soon as he realized, like, oh crap, this is what I've done, he probably just said, uh, "Well, we'll slowly try to dismantle this, but I'm not working with you guys ever again." <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's really mysterious what they're doing with Luke Skywalker because he was noticeably absent from both the trailer and the new poster that just came out it's on Monday as well. Yeah, so it's obvious that Luke's a part of the franchise. It's just a, what type of deal is he going to play? I mean, he maybe he's maybe he's there, like he's all around them, just in the Force form. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Now, here's another question. What's up with Han saying it's true, all of it? Like, are they doing some kind of interstellar thing where, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're, uh, the universe is falling apart. They have to go inhabit another universe. So they're trying to, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're saying that uh, the battle between the Empire and the Rebellion was just a hoax just so that they could crowdfund and get money, money to uh, bankrupt you know, the empire or something like, I'm really confused about that. Like what did they, they uh, totally just wish away all the, uh, the, the events of four five and six. I'm not sure about that. Well, I mean, think about it like this, the events of four five and six, there was a ragtag band of rebels that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that took down the empire and they weren't that much. They weren't that ragtag cause they had, you know, the, the power from the people from Alderaan there while Alderaan was destroyed. It was still, you know, a, a small group of rebels and, mm-hmm. I can imagine there's a universe or in that universe that either not many people know about Luke and therefore they, I mean, they probably have some idea who Vader is, but they definitely don't know who Luke is um, unless, you know, they're potentially related. Uh, so it's possible that 
Han Solo is more of saying it's all true. The stories that you've heard that there was a fight between good and evil, light side mm. versus dark side of the force. And you, you know, that, that did happen. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can believe that people either don't know that it happened or just thought of it as fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Especially the further and further you get away from the actual events, you know. Yeah, mm. that's a good insight on it. I mean, that's how I'm reading it. Is is that you know this stuff did happen, and I mean, we honestly don't know where the like the forces are. We definitely know that the Empire has lost a lot of its luster, lost a lot of its power, mm-hmm. but we don't know how powerful the rebellion is um, or the resistance is. Yeah, it's very true. Now here's another question and I'm sure you saw the poster, right, Ken? Oh yeah. Are they building another death star? So I don't know. (laughs) And that actually ties into a part of the trailer that I saw Um, after uh, Poe Dameron. I think that's Poe Dameron. That's like getting like forced mind fucked essentially by uh, Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. I have no oh, yeah. better phrase for it than force mind fucked because uh, <laughs> right. it does not look pleasant. It looks very uh-huh. painful. Yeah. Um, it it looks like this planet, it, there's a vision of a planet that's like being destroyed or just like wiped out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering if that's like a new planet killer or even worse, like not planet killer, but just like planet reclaimer or planet like where it essentially wipes off like the life on the planet and then you can rebuild it. Like terraforming, I guess. Yeah, planet terraformer, but something that sounds more terrifying than that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can just imagine, you know, hey, guys, remember that uh, big ba- that big battle station that we had that got destroyed a couple times, you know, 30 years ago? Let's uh, let's rebuild that. Yeah, I mean, it might. I mean, it definitely looks different, though. So, I, yeah, I, I mean, it might be something different. It might just be a, a station, but it looks like more of a planet than it does actual like a, a space station, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like they trenched out part of a planet to uh, to like add in like either the propulsion system or the weapon system for it. Yeah, you're right. And looking at it, you honestly can't tell if that's propulsion, propulsion or weapons. Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling that it's going to lend itself more to being a propulsion system, though. <laughs> We're going to push this planet out of orbit, really mess up with the solar system. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i love I, I love that poster I, a lot of people aren't a big fan of it but uh or some people aren't a big fan of it but i like it because it there's a lot going on but it's it's just so much it's mm-hmm. i mean that's how the star wars posters are though i mean yeah. and and props to them for um actually having someone design a poster instead of just oh we're gonna photoshop all these do a terrible photoshop job on this poster well, they do have the full power of the uh, fully functional Disney marketing team behind them. So <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so speaking of marketing, uh, I mean, part of the whole push, I mean, the reason why you release trailers is to market the, the movie and to get people in the seats. Did you uh, buy your tickets to see the movie? Not yet. Okay. Um, the reason I ask is because there is actually – this ticket event for movies is – like there's the there's been no like higher selling ticket event ever in the history of movies. I know pre selling of tickets. Now this concerns me because you know what everybody said when when the force when the the Phantom Menace trailer came out. 
I do remember what everyone said. Yeah. Would you like to remind us? Everyone was this level of anticipation and I think maybe even more for The Phantom Menace. Everybody was so happy about it. And then, of course, The Phantom Menace happened and everybody got depressed. So I'm a little apprehensive uh, about this. I mean, I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to be way more awesome than The Phantom Menace, but, you know, I, I'm just concerned. I would say I'm a little concerned. I, I'm not too concerned, and the, there, there's a couple of reasons for that. I feel like everyone brings up The Phantom Menace when they talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, hey, remember, like, let's don't freak out too much. Phantom Menace. I, I think the reason why there is a lot of, of hope and expectations for the movies or for the movie is because it is a new director. It's no longer George Lucas. It's no longer, I mean, George Lucas is as hands-free as possible. Like when it comes to this movie, mm-hmm. he's gone on the record of saying that I, I will see it in the movie theater when everyone else sees it in the movie theater. I won't be seen. He won't see it at pre-screening or anything else. Yeah. So I, I think that is probably what, what helps uh, somewhat. A lot of people are definitely upset with George Lucas after the, the second trilogy. I think another thing that helps out is that the way this was marketed, and I will say that it was marketed uh, because it, I mean, yes, there was behind the scenes stuff, but the behind the scenes stuff was really given there to show that, hey, we're going back to old school movie making where we build things, where we build sets, where we build droids, where we, we, we actually put people on the location in order to to act out and act with the location because mm-hmm. that was, that was some of the criticism for the, for the second trilogy, the episodes one through three was that it wasn't really about the story. It was more about the visual effects, which mm-hmm. do not hold up over time. Yeah. And I think that is why people are excited. I mean, that's why people are excited for BB eight even because BB eight is a, is an actual physical device like droid. So, that's something to get people excited about it. Now, I wonder who, who knows. BB-8 inside. could always become, you know, George R. Pinks. But I was going to say, I wonder who the actor inside BB-8 is, and that's got to suck for him. Oh, uh, you know, it's not an actor inside a BB-8, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. It's a, it's, it's a gerbil spin, uh, you know, running <laughs> on a wheel. It's actually an awesome piece of physics uh, inside a BB-8. Um, but ha- have you seen any of those toys in person? No, I haven't. <clears throat> they look really cool. If you can, if you can get to them all at some point. Uh, it seems like every place has them, but they make like essentially the place, the things that are the ones that are on sale are like really small figurines. But tying it back to the trailer, it it looks like BB-8 is at least thigh high to uh, uh, God, I can never remember her name. The name of the female lead or the lead oh. in the movie. We can just call her Han Solo's daughter. Yeah, that pretty much. <laughs> uh, um. But it's pretty tall, and she's a, a tall woman too. So, the, like, we're not talking about a, a, a small droid here, you know? Two D two size. I, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe a little bit smaller than R two D two, but close enough. And he can ride in X wings, as we saw in the trailer. Yeah, which is really awesome. Yeah. Now I wonder if R two D two and C three P are going to have a good presence in this movie because we haven't seen them much either. Yeah, the only R2-D2 that I remember seeing is uh, when the metallic expected to be uh, Luke's hand is uh, hanging out, but that's about it. Yeah. Or it could be Coulson's hand. (laughs) 
<laughs> now that would be a plot twist. <laughs> and now you and now you get the ultimate crossover event. That's right. <laughs> it's a post credit scene. <laughs> I'm here to assemble the new Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> this was predicted. You, you you know that, right? What's that? Uh the the Marvel, Disney and uh Star Wars uh, crossover. Oh, yeah, by Patton Oswalt. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when he did his filibuster thing on uh, Parks and Rec. This was, this was seen before. Yep. No, oh, yeah, exactly, because he, he, uh, Patton Oswalt brought up how Thanos gets the Infinity Gauntlet, and he gets control of all the Infinity Stones, and he takes the Reality Stone so that he can merge the Star Wars universe with the Marvel universe, and that's how we can incorporate both universes in the same one in the same and boom that's how that's how it happens and he could also get the time the time stone too so that, that he can bring you know the times together since apparently star wars was a long time ago in a galaxy far far away yep um well, missed opportunities <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm looking up the the actress's name because i feel horrible that i, I don't know it and the character name as well yeah I know I've seen it a thousand times, but yeah, because yeah. I, I remember John Boyega all the time because it's easy to remember his name, but I cannot mm-hmm. remember. Oh, I feel horrible. Daisy Ridley. That's her name. That's right. Uh, thank you, Matthew. <laughs> I think we saw that at the same time. Um <laughs> No, I need to find out what her character's name is. Ah, uh, Ray. Her, her character's name is Ray. I should it, that should be easy to remember because of Ray from from uh, Sailor Moon. But no, mm-hmm. it does not work like that. Now here's a bit of trivia for you, and I don't know. Maybe you probably knew this, but and I was surprised that I didn't. When, so when I saw John Boyega, Bo, John Boyega, as a stormtrooper, and he was like, "This, you know, this isn't what I was born for," or something like that. You know, whatever he says in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, what was that? I said, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was like, I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. I said, I thought to myself, I said, weren't all the stormtroopers leftovers of the clone troopers? And I have to, you know, really, you know, I, I thought I knew a lot about Star Wars, but I guess I don't know enough. So apparently that, yes, the, clo- the stormtroopers are leftovers of the clone troopers. But however, since the clone troopers, they have a rapid acceleration, uh, accelerational growth timeline attached to them. The Empire also enlisted, um, you know, people to join the Imperial forces. So, yes, you do have the clone troopers, but also there are a bunch of regular Joe Schmoes out there that that uh, that saddle up with the Imperial forces. So that's how John Boyega's character is also a stormtrooper. Yeah, so with, with that, a lot of that helps with the, if you watch in like the tie-in uh, material of Clone Wars and... Mm-hmm. Um, Rebels actually. Rebels um, actually talked a little bit about it recently. Hmm. Uh, many of the so after I'm trying to remember this correctly. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So after uh, after uh, the stormtroopers or the clone troopers actually took out the the sort of the rebels or the Jedi, uh, many of them were actually. Uh, Actually, I think all of them were were forced out, were and by forced out I mean exterminated by the Empire. 
I don't know why they would do that. I mean, you have people who are bred to be loyal to you, mm-hmm. but I mean, the, it, it's confusing as as to like why that's a, a concern for for the hashtag white genocide people because many of the stormtroopers i did not want to bring that up Uh, many of the stormtroopers at that point weren't even clones they were you know normal everyday citizens of Mm -hmm. the uh of the empire wow i i really wish disney would hurry up and put rebels on netflix because i need to catch up with that um it's yeah it's uh it's good i i don't know when season one's gonna come out on netflix i would hope it's soon though yeah it needs to be soon yeah it's really good yeah, um, and season two is actually really good too. Uh, That's why I hear. Now, did you watch much of Clone Wars? Did I ask you that? I watched part of season one of Clone Wars, but I could never really get into it. And I, I watched it recently before I started watching Rebels because I had people, uh, a couple of friends of mine, was like, "You really need to watch Rebels. It's really good." And I was like, "Okay, I'll watch it." And I was like, "Well, since I'm watching this, I'll also watch you know Clone Wars." And I, I tried, but there's something about Anakin having his own Padawan. In, in between episode two and three that just bothers me for some reason, especially when he's Obi-Wan's battle one. I can see that. So I, I apologize if I spoiled anything for, for you, but like I yeah. just, I didn't like that. It, it, it's yeah. weird because that felt way out of Canon where this one felt like right in line with Canon. And I think it helps because it, it takes place in between episode three and episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely helpful because there, there are some like remnants from Clone Wars that find their way into Rebels, and I won't give you any more spoilers than that. Um, but uh, I, I think it's just production-wise, it's better for acting and for for visuals, and the stories are way better as well. Also, mm-hmm. speaking of comics, I have not read the Kanan comics yet, but there is a, a tie-in to the Kanan comics. Um, Kanan is one of the uh, one of the lead characters in Rebels, so. Hmm. There's a nice tie into the comics. I would I would probably hold off on reading Kanan until you started watching Rebels, just so you don't get some mild spoilers. Gotcha, gotcha. That way I know what's going on. <clears throat> yeah, but I I really I, it's it's really fun to watch. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking that we're gonna go see this movie like on Christmas Day or the day after Christmas. Oh, thanks uh, for answering the question. I didn't. I was going to ask you, but I forgot to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to see it? <laughs> yeah, I know it's going to be soon. We just got to make sure that we get a babysitter for Remy. But I mean, I, I hate to say this, but it's like I just—it's just because just I'm so apprehensive about this movie. Like, I know it's going to rock, but like, I'm just like, I'm not as hyped for this as I should be, and I'm kind of ashamed about that. You should be ashamed by that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm joking, of course. I, I think you, you're fair. You're like it's fair for you to have some some trepidation for the movie. I mean, you did get burned before, like I mean, and not even just Star Wars. I mean, many movies have had a bunch of hype and have just completely destroyed like the the credibility they had from the expectation game. Mm-hmm. I I honestly think, and again, none of us have seen this. I mean, <laughs> we're just two dudes. And actually, three dudes recording a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to uh, so we're so we're not going to be able to see like pre uh, pre screenings for this thing, mm-hmm. and we're not going to be able to be in England in time to see it early. <laughs> and you know we we won't be able to see it early. But I I feel like that Disney and 
actually, it's really Lucasfilm. It's not Disney. Mm-hmm. Lucasfilm is really doing its damnness to manage expectations. And for property property like Star Wars, I mean, and it kind of hurts to say this as a Star Trek fan, but for a property like Star Wars, it's hard not to have this level of expectation when you are releasing a new movie, one that many people <laughs> would would probably say it's the first new Star Wars movie in 30 years. Um, <laughs> but it's the first new Star Wars movie in 15 years. And we're living in a world where we, 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 we essentially live off of nostalgia. We, we, we breathe it in, breathe it out, and we, we have to... It, it, it's what sustains us for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's... I actually should... I'm applauding you for your, your trepidation and your wanting to hold back and see it. But I'm also really excited for it. Yeah. I also think too that, you know, if I, if I have my trepidations and I go in expecting the worst, I'll come out going, that movie was so freaking awesome. Yeah. I think that's actually what helped me with uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. I, I was actually beating up the movie before I saw it because I'd read some of the spoilers to it. Yeah. Some of them were, I, I didn't mean to see them. It just, they happened to like spill into my, my Twitter feed and to my Facebook feed, which hold on time out. Everyone, if you see this movie before everyone, let's like at least wait the weekend before you post spoilers. If you post spoilers on Twitter or on Facebook, and I'm saying this to everyone out there, if you post spoilers or on Twitter or Facebook, I will unfriend you, I will unfollow you, and I might (laughs) potentially block you out of my life. (laughs) I'm right there behind you, dude. I remember (laughs) when Into Darkness came out and the whole thing with John Harrison's character and J.J. Abrams was like, yeah, we're keeping it under a secret. And one of my buddies gets on Facebook the day it comes out and it goes, in the darkness was awesome. One word, con. And I was like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I was so mad. Like everyone knew that it was con, but just because it hadn't been confirmed to me up until that point, I was like still holding out like maybe it could be someone else. And then, nope, there it was. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that movie would have been be- so much better if it weren't con, but that's a uh, sidetrack and another shiny object. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just everyone hold off on your spoilers. We'll we'll all be able to see it. Just w- I I am normally one that like I will embrace all the spoilers. Bring them to me now. Like I <laughs> I, I, I I will read all the spoilers, but I I don't want them for this. I, I will wait. I want to see it firsthand. Um, actually, one of my good friends, he is avoiding all the trailers even, uh, and yeah. which is a, a level of de- like dedication to the story that I, I admire because it's like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I need to I need to see something like I, I need something. But uh, yeah, this is one of those things that don't spoil it because if you do, you're a dick. <laughs> That's right. That is right. You know, and that brings me to another point. If I can. If I can break out another shiny object here. Oh, please do. I was so I was watching Terminator, and I know we're gonna discuss this a little bit, but I was watching the, the original Terminator a couple weeks ago, and I realized that because I was born so late in the eighties, and you and I were both born late in the eighties, that we really had a spoiled like not spoiled as in like everything like we had such a great well, yeah, let me finish my thought. We we had such a spoiled childhood when it came to movies because I knew all along that Luke Skywalker was the son of Darth Vader. Like that was never such a big, like crazy reveal for me because I think I actually saw Empire Strikes Back first before I saw A New Hope. 
And then I was thinking, that's the same thing that happened with me with Terminator. I watched, because Terminator 2 was a lot bigger than Terminator 1. So I remember watching Terminator 1 for the first time and seeing the T-800 try, killing all these people and trying to kill Sarah Connor. And I'm like, what the crap is going on? The T-800's a good guy. What is with this? I don't <laughs> understand this at all. And I was thinking, you know what? This really sucks, man. Like, how much, how awesome would it have been to be in the movie theater and to, one, for Star Wars, be in the seats and just hear Luke, I am your father and be like, what the crap? This is amazing. And then also to see the, like the trailers for Terminator 2 and be like, wait a second, the T-800s, he's not a good guy. What the crap is up with this? He's a bad guy. And then go in and just be totally blown away by this stuff. I was like, man, why couldn't these movies have come out either? Why can I have been born a little bit earlier? Or maybe even like, why couldn't have God just like sent me down to watch these movies, you know, like while I'm waiting, <laughs> you know, like, hey, while you're waiting to be, you know born why don't you just go down and see these movies you'll thank me later <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty awesome <laughs> i so you know i i think you're right we we definitely we're lucky in the one sense that you know, the spoilers are, are built in for us mm-hmm. so we didn't have to worry about that or like have to deal with some dick posting something online but we also were born at the time where or those movies came out at the time and we were born in the time where like the best you could have done to spoil something for somebody is to go out on your rooftop and shout it or like <laughs> either become president of the United States and, you know, go on the go, go, go to the uh, go to the press room and say, hey, just so everyone knows, Luke and Leia are brother and sister. Right. <laughs> and we're like, first of all, people would be just like completely freaked out by that concept. And then you say and you think that's weird. But Luke is actually the son of Darth Vader. What? And at this point in the podcast, Dan's computer had a little hiccup with Windows 10, and it wanted to restore it all of a sudden. So we lost about uh, 10 minutes of audio there. Uh, but we're back into the podcast in three, two, one. And I just actually, like probably like 20 minutes before uh, we started talking about this, uh, or we started the podcast today, I, I was on io9 and saw this uh, this this uh, article, or this uh, editor note that was sent to marvel uh back in the uh, late 70s early 80s actually probably early 80s before empire strike back was uh, released mm-hmm. and it says dear archie i love 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 what you're doing with the star wars series but may i offer one small criticism i feel that the most charming aspects of the original movie's ending was the sweet affection between luke and princess leia oh. side note when this is me talking here when they say the original movie, they're talking like Star Wars, not not like the first trilogy, but like literally Star Wars, which we know as episode four now. Mm-hmm. However, in your comic series, they act more like bro- young brother and sister than sweethearts. I know you can't do anything that would conflict with the upcoming sequel, but since it has already been clearly established that Luke and Leia are in love, I don't think it would spoil anything that will be shown in the sequel if you gave a little more emphasis to the romance between them in the future Marvel installments. <laughs> I'm sure that many other Star Wars fans would agree and be pleased to see this too. Keep up the excellent work. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it is. And she, th- this person had, I'm, I'm assuming it's a, a female because of her name, uh, but... Uh, it's Reina. That's I, I would just give the first name for that because I don't know if they want their whole name blasted over the internet, even though it already has been. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I don't like <laughs> I I don't know if they uh, I, it just feels so horrible. It, it's it's like you had no idea, just like you also had no idea about Luke and Leia or Luke and, and Vader. 
but it's just like wow oh the response is great too it's like as you may have noted with issue tw- number 23, Reyna, we haven't forgotten the romance between Luke and Princess Leia. But if we, if pressed, we might be tempted to argue just how clearly the original film establishes them as being in love. It seems to us the, the film leaves open to the possibility that the lady, Leia, might be interested in Han Solo. Plus, there's the added aspect of Leia's position in the Rebel Alliance, which might well complicate how the feels about how how she feels about the co- being committed to anyone. Naturally, we'll be uh, noodling around with all these possibilities as well as uh, some others as time goes along. Stay tuned. <laughs> well, at Listen, least handle that diplomatically. Yeah, that that's like the best like non-spoiler response that you could have given. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so props to that. Um, I'm also dropping this in the show notes and in the chat, but this video of uh, Han's reaction to uh, to to Leia re- uh, telling him that him and Leia are brother or him and uh, Leia and Luke are brother and sister, mm-hmm. it, it's got a nice callback to Kill Bill, and that's all I will quote there. Huh. I'm, I'll be interested to see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Um. So yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. I I think we we were born in a good time where the being spoiled wasn't the big of a deal. I will say that when I watched the original series, um, my parents did not let me see it out of order. Um, I, I had to see it star Wars empire and return. And I say star Wars empire and return of the Jedi, because my dad was militant about the fact that star Wars episode four, a new hope was just star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I definitely was a little shocked when I, when I heard that Vader or when I realized that Vader was uh, Luke's father. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The interesting thing though, is that I think it was on NPR or it may have been a podcast. I was actually, I think it was like, it was NPR um, that I heard. There were studies that are, that, that were done with the, uh, with, with uh, the team and how they handled the Luke revealing or Vader revealing that uh, Luke is his father. Or mm-hmm. yeah, he's Luke's father. Wow, I'm having problems with saying that for some reason. <laughs> um, I would not be a good Maury Povich. Uh, <laughs> but they actually had to, they realized that they needed to incorporate Obi-Wan saying, yes, this is true. Mm-hmm. In order to make it realistic for kids to realize that. Like, oh, this is true. Because, I mean, at that point, Vader was the bad guy. The bad guy obviously would lie about anything, right? Ah. So it, it, it's an interesting bit of uh, trivia behind you. That's why... At that point, Obi-Wan does, you know, confirm for Luke. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. Man. They did so much right with the first series. Yeah, I... I <laughs> they did. <laughs> I, I think they did write some a lot of right things with the second, uh, second trilogy as well. I, <laughs> I don't... I'm not diehard against it. I think there were just some issues with direction. Mm-hmm. And I say direction because I've seen movies. A, a lot of people criticize Hayden Christensen as an actor from those three movies. Mm-hmm. Or for those two movies, excuse me, because he was... Uh, but he was in other movies during that time. Um, he was in Life as a House, which was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And he acted very well in that movie. I, I think the biggest problem was that he just did not receive the direction he needed as an actor. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I, I honestly, I think that's more of a failing of Lucas than it is of Christensen. But I, you know, 
that's just my opinion. Also, another another thing is like uh, my friend keeps making this point, and I've I've been thinking about it more and more, and I think she's right. Is that for some reason George Lucas does not know how to deal with love? No, he doesn't. <laughs> and that was that that played a big part in Episode Two and in Episode Three, the <laughs> the relationship between Padme. Think that's the right name. I can never remember her name. Padme, yeah. Yeah, and and Anakin. Uh-huh. And it always felt forced. It always felt really awkward. Yeah. Part of it may have been because we know what uh, who Anakin becomes, but I think part of it was just that Lucas sucks at directing love. Like, I think the only reason why the 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 only reason why you get a good scene between Luke or Han and Leia in Empire Strikes Backs is because Han's like, or not Han, uh, Harrison Ford just straight up says like, I'm not delivering the line that I love you, Leia. It does not, it's not right. And he says, I will say, I know. And that's what, that's how it will be. And I don't think that scene would have been as iconic for sure, but I don't think it would have actually passed the emotion test that it needed to. um, Mm -hmm. If you'd seen Han say, I love you, you know? So. I mean, come on. I saw uh, his and her, um, what do you call them, towels that say, I love you on one and I know on the other. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely an iconic moment in, in cinema. It sure is. That, <laughs> when you said that, I was just uh, talking about Lucas and his uh, tenacity for directing love scenes. I just, the one line that comes to me all the time Hold me, Annie. Hold me like you did on Naboo when there was nothing but our love. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 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 oh <my goodness. clears throat> so yeah that's uh it, it's it, it's it's interesting i i honestly i didn't feel like there were aside from the the child scene like the the, the youngling murders by anakin and the in episode three honestly didn't feel like there was a big reveal like there was in the original trilogy i think that's probably what helped, hurts it as well mm-hmm. um but all in all, I will commend you on your trepidation about seeing the new movie. Yeah, and I think you know, I think it's a healthy skepticism. Yeah, and if honestly, if it were up to me, I honestly I wouldn't mind going to see it like a month after it drops, only because I don't like seeing movies in packed theaters because there's always someone there that ruins the movie, and they somehow always sit behind me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And they're just like they gotta either like be on their cell phone or like have to like crunch their popcorn really loud, and it's just like, oh, get out of here, get it. I'd rather or like see- in Spider Man Three when I was snoring. <laughs> Don't, do you remember the baby that was crying in Spider Man Three? Like some mom brought her baby to Spider Man Three. Dan, that oh, wasn't like- a baby. That was a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> he realized he went to a midnight showing of Spider Man Three. That's right. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I have nothing but hate for that movie. I know. If, if that movie were the only movie I'd be allowed to see ever again, I would definitely turn to the dark side. <laughs> Welcome to Nerding Casually, where we have <laughs> but hate for Spider-Man Three. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I do remember I do remember the crying baby. It, yeah, you don't have good luck with those things. Yeah, I was That's just like, why you should go see the 4 a.m. showing. That's right. Yeah. That's right, because then there would just be there might be a full house, but maybe not. Well, so far the tickets haven't. So I I did get the four a.m. ticket, um, 
and so far the that's the only like IMAX that hasn't sold out uh, in the area, like the the early four a.m. show. Oh wow! Yeah, so I I will be going to sleep early. Um, I guess we won't record a nerding casually uh, that week because it's a Thursday night. Um, I plan on going to sleep around like eight or something, and then waking up at two, uh, get dressed for work slash movie, and then go to see the movie and then go into work. There you go. Sounds like a winning combination. That's the plan. Yeah. I would do that too, but I know Jess wants to see it with me. And so, yeah, I can't do that by myself. So here's the interesting thing. Matthew is actually going to see it Thursday night at 7 p.m. Oh, wow. So for about 12 hours, we won't be able to talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) I can just see it. You guys see each other bump into each other. Nope, nope, don't talk to me. Nope. nope. Or you just like look at him and you're like, what? That's Han and Leia's daughter? What? <laughs> I'm expecting that though. Kylo Ren is Luke Skywalker? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I will print my ticket. If that happens, I will print my ticket out just to burn it. That's right. <laughs> I didn't say anything, but your eyes gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, I think we cut it short this week because uh, it's it's been... Uh, it's all been star wars we, we could yeah. just rename this to the star wars podcast i think until That's after weird. oh actually there's one other thing um <laughs> and i i know matthew was yelling at me uh but there are rumors that the rogue one trailer will be released alongside either at the very beginning like as part of the trailer package for star wars or as a part of the credit scene for star wars mm. i'm so. really apprehensive about that one too I'm not. I'm, I'm excited for Star. I'm excited for Rogue One as well. But I, it does tie into that whole concern that you and I both have about extended, uh, extended franchises. Yep. Yeah. Disney killing. Uh, you know. You know Disney. They're already working on an Agents of Shield spinoff, and I'm like, guys, come on, please. Let it get ratings first. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well. As always, you can reach out to the podcast on Twitter at SpeakCasually and send an email to NerdingCasually at gmail.com. You can also post a comment to the Nerding Casually blog. You can find me on Twitter, where I will not be revealing Star Wars spoilers, at Kenji and on Facebook.com slash Kenji. Dan, where can people find you online? They can always find me on Twitter at D-B-R-I-X-I-U-S 99 or Facebook.com slash Dan dot B-R-I-C-K-S. All right, and next week we will be talking about some other shiny object, probably more Star Wars for sure. And uh, I would like to get back into at least talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, and maybe some issues that we both have with it. Oh, yes. Until then, um, have a good week. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks. Nerding Casually is recorded at Glenmore Station in Raleigh, North Carolina. And recorded at Not Fox Studios in St. Louis, Missouri. Our engineer slash producer is Matthew Moore, and you can find his work at swiftobjectives.com. Until next time, true believers, keep nerding out. (laughs) Bye-bye.